Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and this is your girl Kay for another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. This week, I wanted to throw it back a bit because I see a lot of conversation around for people around my age group um, talking about property, wanting to buy, wanting to invest, um, a lot of questions, myth busters, um, cryptocurrency stocks, things like that. So a while ago, actually, in 2018, I spoke with Javine Christian, and he is one of the top real estate agents right now in Toronto, and his property catalog is stupid. And This week, I want to throw back with that episode just to give everyone some more knowledge for the new people, new listeners. It was over a year ago, so we definitely have grown a lot since then. And for you guys, in case you haven't heard this, to take a step back and get some property talk from none other than Jervain Christian. This week, um, let me know once again, what are your thoughts on this? And let me know um, if there was something you were surprised by that you didn't know. I really feel um, the direction we're going in for 2020 with downtown world is that I want to uplift everyone more and more and get away from the usual gossip. I want everyone to elevate even beyond levels that they thought for 2020. So I'm definitely gauging the content and everything towards that. But as I said last week, we have some surprises coming. And um, as we get closer, I will let you know what we have in store for 2020. So here's none other than my throwback rewind episode with Jermaine Christian. And I hope you enjoy it. Guys, have a great week. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is Downtown K for another segment of Downtown Podcast. Downtown, don't waste no time with negativity. So in that fashion, of course, we have to talk about property and real estate and getting your life together. So we have a special guest today, Javain, and he is a top agent in the real estate game, especially in Toronto. And I felt like this was one of the best people to give you guys some knowledge as to things to learn and to educate yourselves about when it comes to the real estate game. So, Jermaine, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, just off the top of the head, what's something that you could have wasted time with negativity this week, but you chose not to? Um... Really, I don't have that much in regards to negativity in my life. I, I kind of have a blinder to it. Um, if there is something negative, I, I probably just didn't see it. I, I, just, I just, you know, keep my eye focused, keep my eye on the goal, and yeah. Legit. And I asked you that, don't feel alarmed, because people need to understand that every successful person because I'm not, I'm not going to interview people that are not successful. They need to understand that that's something that successful people do not dwell on. Negativity, time-wasting things. Um, in terms of like, it's winter now. Is this usually a peak season or? Mm-hmm. 
a um, slower season for you? Well, for me, I mean, I guess kind of uh, increase my workload during the what would be a slower season. So right now, being it's between December and February, it's going to be a slower time in real estate. Uh, December, for the obvious reasons, you have the Christmas holidays and such. People don't really focus on buying homes. They're focused on buying presents. Sure. Uh, after that, after, after Christmas holidays is done with them, then they have, you know, less money. They're not really looking for homes in January. <laughs> Very true. Uh, February is kind of like the hangover from that. And then you go from uh, March, April, Tax May. Season. Well, yeah. But, but then people start looking because a lot of people like to, like to move between June and September uh, in between the school year. So they'll start looking in April, May, and June. So uh, the spring market should have an uptick. Yeah. So I'm not really going in order, but if I were to buy a home or looking to buy a home in winter, would that mean it's a better advantage for me because it's a slower time, so people are really wanting to sell, and I'm assuming nobody would sell their house in the winter time if it wasn't really necessary? Correct, correct. You're actually very correct about that. So um, a lot of times people, I mean, if they're, if they're really selling uh, over, if they're selling over the, you know, between December and February, they really do need to get rid of it. They're not just, you know, they're, they're much more, normally they're going to be motivated buyers. You can't speak for everyone, but normally yeah. they're going to be motivated buyers seeing that there's going to be less buyers on the market during that time. Um, you'll see a lot of investors, a lot of investors will, will, will stay strong during this time trying to find deals on the market. So it could be a better time for you to buy a home, but you also have to notice that there's going to be less supply. Yeah. So if you're looking for a specific kind of home and you want to have a, 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 a large variety, a large supply, you're going to look more towards the summertime when more people are selling their home. More options, definitely. Right. Okay, so you're about to sell a property. You want to get yourself pumped up and in the mood. What track are you listening to? What track? Yeah. Um, I don't listen to much music right now. I mean, my, my favorite would probably be uh, four four four, but so like. Dope. Okay, that was a bit. That was a very that's dope like album. So yeah, that's, and that's I'm like so, so very regular. upset that Jigga did not win a Grammy, but we don't need the Grammy to solidify her dad. Okay, and on top of that, um, just as a side note, someone did bring up the point to say when he was talking about drug dealing singing etc mm -hmm. they're so quick to give him awards but now that he's putting his people and his community onto game in terms of credit and etc mm -hmm. which is like major especially for these times they didn't give him give him his credentials or his award mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um well that's very true that's, that's gonna happen a lot of times in life period i mean Legit. you're gonna have much more i mean some of the hated people, some of, some of the people that, that took on the most hate in the world was, you know, like people like Jesus Christ, right? Yep. So, I mean, because people, because you don't have the, 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 the public approval, doesn't mean you're not on the right track. So, it's good, like, um, especially, I mean, especially Jay-Z at this point in the career, kind of could just do what he wants to, for his Whatever. approval only, right? So, I mean, at least he's good in that position where he doesn't have to rap for money and such. Or he doesn't have to work for money, like most people do. He's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he's in a different position. He doesn't have to, he's not really uh, rapping for Grammys, so. so okay, yeah. so, um, out of curiosity, are you ever too young to buy property? Absolutely not, no. I what mean, is the anybody, youngest? Anybody could, buy, I mean, not anybody. Obviously, you have to be an adult. 
Over, over 18. Right, right. Okay. But We're in Canada, so over 18. In the States, is it 21 or is it 18 as well? Um, I think it's 18, but don't quote me. All right. I think it's also 18. Okay. Um, really, all you need to do to buy a property is... I mean, you also, you also I mean, you need to have the, the your finances straight. Um, things like you know. So you when you say your finances straight, can I have bad credit and buy property? You can. You can have bad credit and buy property. But it's better you're most to likely have... going to be. You must like going to be paying a, a a higher rate. I mean that that will come obviously. You're going to be paying you know more per month, but you can still you can still get it. Okay, so. but having a better like, what would you say is a good credit score to have? Where you're like, okay. This is a safe number. You're sure to fall like in a good place in terms of like you won't have too much limits in terms of buying. I'll say six eighty. Six eighty. Over seven hundred would be better. But, oh, I mean six eighty and above, you're normally okay. Definitely, yeah. and I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. the way how the system is, like how it's set up. For example, I'll just use the Canadian system because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. You're, you finish, you're supposed to finish your post-secondary schooling around, what, 23, 24. You've racked up an average of maybe 50000 to $70,000 worth of debt. When in reality, like, if maybe we were taught differently, we could have known not to rack up that debt or whatever the case is. Because some people do need to borrow money for school or a certain amount. But you leave school, then you have all this credit card debt on top of your school debt when if you got to do things a bit differently you would have been able to like buy property or invest Mm. into you know what i mean Mm. versus like and i feel sometimes the system kind of sets us up and delays the younger generation in that way like they you know just the order of how they say your life is supposed to go elementary school high school post-secondary you know debt pay off your debt then maybe you can buy property that's kind of like the trend i notice um i I mean that's not a way that that, that's not a way i would recommend um that would take you uh quite a long time i mean you don't you don't have to pay off your your things like student loans uh uh to to buy a house you don't really have to pay off even credit card debt to really buy a house i mean the more the less that you have is normally going to be the better but you don't have to pay those things off um i was actually speaking to uh uh, a group was like uh, I think it was like between grade 10, 11, and 12 uh, students before and what I told them is that after they finish college what they want to do is first things first to start them off on the best track they want to either move back home one, move back home with their parents two, uh, keep rent low mm-hmm. so what they're going to do is either you know if they're if they're gonna get a job or whatever in the same city as their parents, then I would say you know try to move back home. Either you might get free rent, you might get very cheap rent. Um, if you don't have that opportunity, then keep rent low, which is um, getting maybe a three bedroom house or a three bedroom condo with three other of your friends, and you each split it because you used to buy. I mean, you, you could get six hundred dollars um, worth of rent. Six hundred dollars, yeah, maybe six hundred dollars, something like that, yeah. right? Um, what that does is start you off on a totally different track than everybody else. Um, let's say right now. I mean, right now we're in, you know, this is Queen West. We have, you know, Glasson Hotel there, Drake Hotel there. A lot of the people here in this area, um, they, they, they move to this area because, you know, they have the, the art, you have the nightlife, stuff like that. 
the, the what more they call things the, to pull you in to spend your money. Exactly. <laughs> what they call the, the, the pop and models generation. Uh, where they have $2,000 rent. They have $700 car payment. All these kind of things. And, you know, they just got their job. Maybe they get, make forty fifty thousand, 50000 But all their money is going towards paying Bills. their debt, right? Mm-hmm. You start that off on rent. And like I said, $2,000 rent over a year's time is $24,000. Over two years' time is uh, $48,000, right? Four years' time, that's going to be what? Like $106,000. Yeah. So, um, after over four years, if you would have saved that, either stayed at home, and then those four years, uh, let's say if you had free rent, you have $106,000 in your pocket, right? So you wouldn't have to even wait that long. But, I mean, let's say you need thirty, forty $40,000 for a down payment. You, you could do that, right? Just by, just by staying home for a year or two. It's a, it's a small thing. Or if you keep rent low, you have $500. You're paying, you can save that $1,500 every month and then, you know, get your down payment. And, and not very long. I mean, by 25, 26, you can have your down payment for a house. Um, you have your good credit. And then... You used to buy a house fairly early. And I feel like that's where most black families fail versus other cultures. Because straight up, downtown, we're with the realness, okay? I see, like, Indian or brown families. It's a lot of them living in the same home, right? right? They're doing what they got to do. And when one moves out, they best believe they're buying a big property. And that one will follow soon and a bunch will move into his and continue, continue, continue. White right. people... They, their kids, most of the, most of the times, not everyone's this way, but a trend I see, like the majority, they live with their parents until they can afford something, or sometimes their parents will even have saved beforehand to kind of set them up. This right. area right yeah. here, Chinese people, same thing. And if I'm missing another race, like I'm sorry, but that's the trend. And I feel like a couple of weeks ago, I um interviewed a lady or a woman named Angel Rich, and she's quote-unquote the next Steve Jobs she definitely she's wrote she's written a book sorry I should say it's titled the history of the black dollar but we did discuss also money versus pride and how that like involves the black community and I feel like that's something major because a lot of black kids straight up I'm guilty of it too I want to live home I want to have my own place I want to push my key into my own door before time before you're ready and then you end up doing whatever to yourself or racking up this hundred sixty thousand dollars worth of debt then what then you're really stuck until you're almost 40 yeah yeah it could be it could be (laughs) a literal it could be a literal trap yeah because i mean it's hard to it's hard to pay uh especially in toronto right but to pay that high rent and still save on top of that right it'll take you a a lot longer and you're not going to save as fast as the real estate market is, is uh, appreciating really a lot of times. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very true. A lot of other cultures do do that. But, yeah, it's not always on parents or on the child. It's kind of just like a mixture. But you know what? I'll play the devil's advocate. To some degree, it is the parents' fault because your parents are already in debt. So you're also continuing. I feel like sometimes it's continuing the cycle of debt because other people maybe they're middle class or higher you'll notice their friends have saved something or put something aside to be like okay when they leave college i'll give them this kind of give them their head start in life it's very rare i meet like black friends that have told me their parents were even able it's not that they don't want to that were even able to do that 
because they're still trying to play catch up or the factor of like our generations being immigrants and coming to Canada and having to get their foot in the door just in that itself sometimes Tim Hortons isn't cutting it enough and the job market and all those things I know play a factor but I feel like it is an issue especially when it comes to our race I don't see like other races having as many issues as the black race Um, I understand what you're saying but I I feel like you know everyone has certain cards that were dealt right definitely so um, let's say the cards you dealt that your parents don't have anything to give you um, in regards to buying a house in the example I just gave I mean you can save $48,000 if you just live at home or or live cheaply right you can save for a down payment and match it to save for a down payment if you're living in Toronto, I can't speak for other places, but if you're living in Toronto, which is where I know, mm-hmm. um, three to four years of extremely cheap rent or free rent, if you could do that, you could save for a down payment. Um, and the, the, the major difference that, that, that uh, the major difference between a renter and a, and a homeowner is mostly a down payment. I mean, your rent is normally covering the mortgage. So if you, say, if you, if you do you know, three years of turmoil, you get it. So, it's I mean, true. a person can't say that, well, you know, these kids had a head start or not. I mean, that's three years. You can sacrifice anyone. If you can't sacrifice two or three years for financial freedom, then you're just not ready. Talk up Tuesdays. Talk up. Talk up. What are you saying? What's up, Mr. T. Ford? I'm out here. Way, way too much now. I'm way so, too out here. Um, this week for Talk Up Tuesdays, you know, Talk Up Tuesdays is a segment we have. Yeah, so Talk Up Tuesdays is a segment that it allows people just questions that I feel need to be answered and I want to know what people think so that's a platform for you hashtag hot talk up Tuesdays if you have questions that you'd like me to put out there if you want to remain anonymous whatever it is like just submit DM and you could be featured yeah so this week for talk up Tuesdays a lot was going on but the question that I felt need, needed to be asked was should NBA Youngboy been arrested for the video that was leaked with his girlfriend why or why not that was the question Mr. T for so I just want to give a little background for what at least I saw um, there was a video of him and her just kind of in the hallway interacting very un unpredictable <laughs> due to 
what people are used to seeing in a hotel hallway. <laughs> and it was caught on somebody's cell phone. Might I add the poly to that? Yeah, like that's some It was heavy, some man at work. Like, how do you still that's heavy have your job? Heavy, heavy Trudeau sauce. That's heavy Trudeau <laughs> sauce. That's what I call it. You just got to politic that one well. But there's no way around that. Like, here's my thing. And that wasn't the first time. So prior to that event, just before you just unleash... There was also um, her sleeping in the the lobby of a hotel. A housekeeper took a video of her. Wow. Um, she was sleeping in the hotel lobby, and apparently he was having um, what it appeared to be is physical interaction with other emails that were not this girl. And then fast forward now. The girl went on live. I forgot your name, sorry. But you are kind of cute. You're cute. Yeah. She was talking and saying that they were playing. And it was nothing. They were just joking around. And she has now also released the song. Which, to be honest, I don't even care what the name is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's true. But basically, saying how they love each other and whatnot. She's an artist? I didn't know that. Nah. Nah. She's not an artist. No. But she released a song. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Well, here's my thing. If this has allowed her to kind of find a channel to express herself and she's in what she deems and other deems around her to be a safe space, it's nobody's business. Handle yours. <laughs> That's it. That's the official word. Well, let's see what some people had to say this week. So we have, um, is that Jessica Victoria Salter? And she said, it doesn't look like play fighting. True. (laughs) Why'd I read it in that form? Because I feel that's how she said it. It looks, (laughs) it really looks like. I'm They're, sorry, like but a Mortal Kombat. People, I play fight, grapple. and like I seen that girl fly. Like it was like you know in wrestling when you're in the ring, and they yeah. they have you by your arms, and then they're spinning you around. Yep. And then you like got get let go, and you just fly for a little bit. Yeah, and you slide. That fly. is what I witnessed. And he was like, it looked like he was trying to force her direction back towards the room. Yeah. That's, yeah, like, fighting, that's though. another thing. Was she heading towards the room? Like, where was this headed? If you want to She was bring, heading to the elevator. She was running to the elevator? Or she was running to the room? I'd say she... No, she was ready to the elevator. She was lightly... She was quickly walking. And then he just popped out around the corner and, like, grabbed her. I mean, forcefully held her. <laughs> Sorry. Trudeau sauce. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, we have here at the Ambition 1706, yes, assault is assault, and now it's evidence. True. True. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. Yeah. Yeah. The Ambition sounds like, you know, no no aguan, so. Yeah, facts is facts. He goes on to say. Oh, we have to read what I wrote. I tried to play also a little, a little disclosure. I tried to play a little bit of devil's advocate because you know 
sometimes like we can't front like stuff doesn't happen not that it's excusable no but, but you have to be real in a situation and you know you guys just know that that's their thing and they'll work it out yeah i've like, seen some crazy shit with people in relationships and arguing i've seen some crazy shit and those same people will go and lay down on a pillow and make a baby and everything's good so not the bed just a pillow they just lie down on the pillow yeah jeez sometimes it just happens. <laughs> sometimes it just happens that way alright so, so the question was actually uh, I said to him after they, he said could that could they have forced in, could have they have been forced into counseling and his response was yeah but he has a history of abuse to that girl plus he's in a time of me of the me too movement I think that's very good that he's acknowledging the Me Too movement. He chose a and bad sorry, time to as be a in pause, the public eye. I see you, Mr. Um, Ambition. He's out there. He's with those people that are actually affected by the Fact. Me Too movement. So I could see how that would also be a personal connection for him. Yeah, definitely. And, and him acknowledging it's a, a, a bad time to be in the public eye also. Now, I'm not for any brother being incarcerated. But this wasn't selling a diamond bag of weed or getting caught while driving black. You can't just assault someone like that, male or female. So, very true. You put hands on someone, there are repercussions. Yeah. Whether it's discreet. Discreet. Handle that. weight. Or, you know, The court way. way. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But, either way, I'm not a fan of anyone, like, being, like... I still do stand by that. I feel like jail doesn't always have to be... <coughs> that's kind of what they do to our black youth, you know? I feel like they just do it to anybody now. Anybody can catch a black youth. Definitely catch it. First-hand account and witnessing. But That now, video was grimy. I'm not yeah. going to fret. I'm not going to fret. Like, I felt like I was watching, like, some... It was Royal Rumble. Mortal Kombat. Royal Rumble. But still, you know what? We hope the best for everyone and be a young boy and is do whatever makes you happy this girl yeah all right so that has been another segment of talk of tuesdays don't forget to follow the head page at dwn twn inc downtown don't waste no time with negativity downtown k so if I'm correct, and which I do completely agree, is like, no matter what cards you're dealt with in life, especially when it comes to like the real estate game, there's no room to blame others. If you really want to change it, you'll change it. You'll do something about it, whether it's bumming it out, eating pasta every day, mm-hmm. like whatever the case is, you'll do what you need to do to right. get where you need to go. It's all about the long term. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the people we admire, right? You look at... Um, Look at Steve Jobs that you were just talking about the the, the lady. Yeah. Um, I mean, when he when he couldn't find any more investors, he sold his car, right? Sold yep. his own car to get the investment to, to keep Apple going. Um, there, there, there's countless other investments, uh, other sacrifices by you know by people who have really made it big. That um, that would mean that we all know, but I mean they they've had to pay those sacrifices. Definitely. So I mean that's just how it goes. You're gonna have to sacrifice in life. Like you, you can't really to. you can't really just get out of school and you just make it like it's not really like that no <laughs> yeah that's how it is normally on tv and how they show it but 
Like, you're not going to get out of college and, you know, you're making $200,000. It just, just doesn't happen. So you have to make some sacrifices. You have to, uh, you know, really get that reality check. Um, figure out the, the path you want to take. And, and not even only in real estate, in anything. And, and just follow that. Okay, so let's say I have this 680. What are my steps? Jermaine, mm-hmm. I have a 680 credit score. I'd like to buy a home. This will be my first property ever. Mm-hmm. What are the steps kind of that? Okay. Well, first thing I do is I recommend uh, people speak to a mortgage broker. Um, a mortgage broker will look at your situation and they'll be able to tell you, okay, you know what? This is what you could afford right now. Let's say if you could only afford, this is for example, you could only afford 300000 but you, the condo you want is 400000 They can say, well, you need to do this. You need to pay off this debt. You need to pay off your car. You need to pay off your, some of your student loan, whatever it is, to be able to get approved for that $400,000. Um, so no matter where you are, I think the first thing you should do is talk to a mortgage broker. I also have my mortgage license, but I'm not as active uh, on the mortgage side as, you know, I'm mostly on the real estate yeah. side. But that's, that's, my, that's the first thing I tell them. Okay. So we pass that step. Say you've approved me now for that 300000 or we'll say three fifty in between yeah. property. What is another step? Okay. So the next step after that would be that you have your pre-approval. You go to your agent. Um, tell them, you know, what you're looking for, basically. Um, you want a house or you want a townhouse or whatever it is in this area. Um, and give, basically give them your criteria. And from there, it, it's much easier for that agent to do his job in regards to finding you a house. So what's easier to buy? Well, speak on Toronto. Condo or house? Uh, well, I mean... <coughs> oh, sorry. In regards to... Um, easier, I guess, I guess you assume it's cheaper. So, I mean, the cheaper item or cheaper asset would be the condo. Condos right now... You get a one-bedroom condo. If you if you want to stay in uh, downtown, uh, three fifty. Sometimes it's even lower if you want to get a studio. Houses are you know the average house right now is one point two million. Ooh. You get houses uh, in in some areas cheaper than that, down to seven hundred, maybe even six fifty in some parts of uh, Brampton, Scarborough. Yeah. If you go in further out in the suburbs, Pickering, Ajax. Uh, Which a lot of people are starting to do because they're like, they can't live in this city. Right. I right. hear people going as far as like Orangeville. True. People have gone to Orangeville, Oakville. There's a lot of people that, I mean, uh, uh, I can't remember exactly what uh, the article says, but um, I know Toronto has either the highest or at least top 10 highest in North America in regards to commute times. Yeah. So uh, people in Toronto definitely commute to, to, to kind of get that house, get the space that they want. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could go. But I've heard condo fees like they rack up. You're well, pretty much paying like the same as a house. Is that a myth or a root or truth? Uh, yeah, that's a myth. So uh, there's a lot of condos that are that are very old. The older condos, some that some of them that include uh, you, uh, hydro or some of them all inclusive things like that. Some of the ones that are you know over 40 years old. Some of those have some really high condo fees. The the condos were really built the same way. So they have much more usage. I feel like they're so small, the new condos, though. Sometimes it's the like... The new condos are smaller. The new condos are, are, are much smaller. But yes. I mean, it depends on what you want. It's we're, true. We're not, we're not, we're not in the... Um, <clears throat> we're, we're not in the phase of uh, development as a, as a city where we could afford to kind of, you know, waste any space. 
uh, Toronto's turning into, uh, into, not turning into, Toronto is a very vibrant and large metro. Yeah. Um, Toronto is now the third largest city or the fourth largest city in North America, only behind New York, L.A., and, yeah. well, if you, if you count Mexico, I think uh, Mexico City yeah. is number one. So, we're, we're, I mean, we're a major populace. So, in any city like this, whether it's New York, London, L.A., um, Miami, Houston, like they're going to have to shrink in size in regards to uh, the the space that's being used. So we we kind of just have to uh, get used to it. These are the growing pains of being in one of the larger cities in the world. So in terms of length, how long does it take to buy a home? Like from that point mm-hmm. where you see the mortgage broker up until what would you say? Well, we won't get to the final step, but to that final step, about how long do you think it takes if the process runs smoothly? Um, it all depends in regards to how long it takes from the time that you pick a house you get an offer accepted it's normally going to be between 30 and 60 days for a closing um, the reason why I say from acceptance of an offer is because there's some people that you know they're looking for a specific thing and they may need to see 50 houses yeah. right before they choose one but 50 houses could take a year um, sure. there's some people that know exactly what they want like They've already done their, they've been Research, looking on, yeah. on realtor.com or whatever. Um, they, some of them, some people have what they wanted from the time when they were 18. They knew exactly what they wanted, where they <laughs> wanted to live, what they wanted. So you go with them, it might be one day. You might go out one day and then they, you know, they find the house. Or they may do some more research, you know, rather than actually touring or doing more research um, in regards to, like on, on online. So uh, depending on the buyer that you have, it, I mean, it could take 30, 60 days. Okay, that's. I feel like that's not bad, especially for something that like you plan to have in a sense for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem too much of a waiting process. Right. Um, uh, another tip I would say when you say have for the rest of your life, uh, some people actually delay the process or they stay out of the real estate market because you know they just got out of school and they're, now they're looking for their dream home. Yeah, and a lot of times this I realize you're not going to get your dream home, right? Unless so it's you better. build it. Is it crazy prices to build a home? Well, building a home is a, that's a totally different process. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's a totally different process. But I mean, if you want to like, buy your home, yeah, basically what I recommend for you to do is that you get something as close as what you want and get in the market. If you sit there and, and kind of you know let homes pass and pass and let years pass, people let years pass without buying a home. By the time, you know, by the time you actually may find what you want, it's worth, what, $100,000 more than what, what, you originally, what you originally could have gotten for it and things of that nature. If you get the home that is close to what you want and at least a ride with the market, like the market's yeah. growing 10%, 20%, you're riding with it, then you can be a move-up buyer. Um, then it's much easier to kind of get that dream home that you want. If you could compare how fast the rise of the Toronto market is to an animal. What animal would you choose? <laughs> uh, cheetah? Jeez! Jeez! <laughs> I mean, well, 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 like right now, condos is really rising. Detached or freeholds aren't rising like it is. As a matter of fact, uh, I think this said, like, uh, well, the sales are coming down mm-hmm. a lot right now. But, I mean, if you actually look at homes, like I remember 2012, they had some homes in this area, uh, maybe two fifty. Whoa! Two, so yeah, two hundred, two fifty. Those prices now are unheard of. 
Yeah, exactly. Now you can't you can't get a condo in this area for probably gonna be around four hundred, mm. right? And that's something. I this is not. I'm not talking about like the nineties. I'm talking about like five years ago. So I mean, it it's has crazy. grown. It has grown fast. And like my my mentor is in New York, Queens, New York, and um, he's telling me how like basically there's a lot of people that got left behind in New York's market when New York was coming to its rise. You know, it was bad in the 90s, gang violence and such. They had Giuliani, they cleared, uh, they, yeah. they cleaned everything up. Uh, pri- price, I mean, sorry, property value started coming back and such. If you either sold or you just didn't buy at that time, now it's kind of like There's you're no going to have a hard time buying a property in New York City. So um, we're, we're, we're going kind of through that um, in Toronto. Or, I mean, a lot of people that were either just looking, 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 I mean, they may not be able to buy a house anymore. Wow. You just got. I mean, the ship has left. But I mean, that's not to be pessimistic. I mean, it's always but it's honest. Good. It's yeah, honest. It's, yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, why put yourself in more debt to buy something where ultimately you know it's gonna hurt you a lot in the long run? Um, okay. So, what is a seller's market? Seller's market is basically where the seller has uh, the seller has the advantage. The, the The supply is low. The buyer demand is high. Um, so they could, you know, they could. So that choose. would be summer. It's a seller's market. Um, can't exactly be summer because it's more about where you are in regards to the geographic. No, no, no. In, in regards to um, what's the name of it right now, where you kind of are in like the bell curve. So okay. if the houses, you know, when houses are appreciating very fast, I'll, I'll give you an example, a real life example. Um, right now, for the the the, the demand for freehold. Is not as uh, is not as hot as it was before. Before was the seller's market. You put a property on the market. Sometimes I mean I've been in uh, offer for a house that was up to thirty four offers. I mean the whole block was filled with, with agents and families and cars or whatever. The whole block thirty four offers. Um, now that that isn't really happening. Um, uh, there isn't any, you know, you know, huge multiple offer situations except for maybe for some condos. Uh, so now it's turning more into a buyer's market. The buyer can kind of go and kind of negotiate. Well, well, going back to negotiating, right? You can negotiate the price down. <laughs> yeah. uh, for a while, you couldn't negotiate the price down in Toronto. I mean, when you have thirty-four, when you have thirty-three people behind you, you're like, no, you can't. You can't say, oh, well, there's a hole in the wall. I want the price to come down. No, that's They'll not going like, to work. Well, it's either you patch it or <laughs> kick rocks. Oh, like, I mean, but it's just about this next. I mean, if you yeah. say anything about we want to take the price down, they're saying next, next, right? So that's the difference. I mean, uh, right now, right now, we're kind of making a little bit of transition from a seller's market to a buyer's market in a way. Okay, and. So then you kind of explain what a buyer's market is as well. Okay. Is it expensive to have an agent help you, like, buy a home? Is it worth it? Okay. So on the buyer's side, you actually don't pay anything, right? So in Toronto, at least. In some other uh, uh, cities, I think some maybe New York too, you may, you may pay uh, um, some commission on the buyer's side. But in Toronto, you don't pay anything. So it absolutely makes no sense not to buy... Um, not to well, say it doesn't make any sense. That did not uh, not to use an agent to help you buy a home because it's mm-hmm. free on your part. You have some representation. Um, then yeah, it's ba- it's basically li- it's literally free help. So I know we kind of talked numbers already about twenty four thousand, but how much money do you need to buy a home? 
Like, say if I'm not, say if I'm under that 680, if I'm a four, can I get a home? If you're what? Like 400 something. Well, if you're at 400, so basically, okay, going to a percentage, the least you, the least amount down that you need to put is 5%, and that's for a primary residence. Um, if you're at a 400, if you're at a 680 ratio, you can put down 5%. So let's say if it was a $4,000 house, 5% would be $20,000. And then you also have to factor in closing costs. Um, if you're at a four, I like how you mumble at, that part. <laughs> oh yeah, you have, to, you, have to, you have to factor in the closing costs always. Well, closing costs, uh, I normally factor in one yeah. to one point five percent. Yeah. So you have, um, if, if you're at a four hundred, I mean, a lender is most likely gonna, let's say, a lender is gonna require twenty percent. Well, now instead of that twenty thousand dollars down, you need to have eighty thousand dollars down. Jeez. So it makes a lot. It makes a huge difference with that with that credit. So you can still get the loan, but, but you may need now twenty percent down. Yeah. Okay. What about people that don't have credit? Zero credit. Yeah. You can still get loans. Like newcomer. I see RBC. They promote well for immigrants. Right. Like, Scotia Bank does it too. Okay. They, they have a program to serve immigrants too. Um, I'm not sure about the other banks, but I know Scotia Bank. Yeah, does. I know. I've so, seen for both. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you could definitely you could definitely get a mortgage uh, with no credit. Okay. So, in your opinion, um, for the under 30s, or I'll, you know, life has kind of changed a bit. Okay. The under 34s, no kids, house or a condo? Um, I say it kind of depends on your income, but um, I'm somewhat of, somewhat of like a minimalist. So, I actually have on my Instagram semi minimalist. So, <laughs> I would tell someone, you know, you probably just buy a condo. You don't want to be uh, house poor, which basically means, you know, you, you, you get this house, million dollars, and all your income is going towards paying the house. You can't go on vacation. You can't, you can't live life. Out. You can't live life. You're just paying it off, yeah. right? So I would say get something smaller. Um, say a nice one-bedroom condo or even a studio if you really want to go all the way out. And, um, yeah. Or not even that. Take that and then buy, buy another rental property. Uh, beside it I see a trend um, I don't know if it's because I'm just around a lot of like students or young people but they buy the house because they want to quote unquote be able to flip it so they'll end up either living in the basement of the home or renting out the basement of the home and live upstairs so Mm -hmm. that they can still quote unquote have their house but it's not an empty nest per se right right and 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 that is why a lot of right now you have a lot of separate entrance. Okay, basically yeah, that's why they're building them like that. Right, so people are people are I mean gravitating towards those because they may need someone to help them to pay off the mortgage, or I mean they just want to you know they don't need the whole house, they yeah. want the house, but you know they, they don't, don't want to pay the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, that's what's happening. See, we are doing that, um, living in the basement, having someone live up top, and yeah, and made it work. That's a smart way to do it too. That's a smart way to kind of. Uh, that's a, really a smart way to really sit and invest. I mean, even make money with your primary residence. So I found like I recommend it. I found a trend for a little bit too. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd say maybe safely about four or five years ago, a lot of people were buying condos before like as many are built now, so that they could later on sell it to buy their house. Hmm. 
Well, that, that, I mean, that's another good way. A lot of people were actually doing it with, with uh, pre-con, with uh, pre-construction, basically. So you buy a pre-construction, yes, buy it off yes, plan, I created that and then too. by the time it's done, you sell it or sign it bef- before it's done. Um, that's a good way to go about it. You, you make, you know, a chunk of change, and then you take that, use it towards your down payment to buy a house. I mean, that, that's a good way to, uh, you could, um, smart way to buy real estate as well. Okay. So if I'm a current homeowner, should I sell my home before I buy another one? Or, like, say I'm looking to move or whatever situations people might have, but I currently have a house or a condo, but I'm going to have to get another one. Mm-hmm. Should I sell it before I leave or keep it? Like, what would you say is better? Well, you know what? I actually tell people you know, it's very hard to buy real estate, right? If you have it, I let me, I'm much different than many agents. I'll try to... T- find ways you would to actually keep their house and buy the next one. Um, if they don't have to sell it, then don't. I find real estate is very valuable. See so if you could keep it, rent it, and maybe either refinance it or something to buy the next house, you should do that first. Um, if you can't do that, well then, uh, what you wanna do, uh, a good way to go about it is to basically, you could put your house up on the market, depending on the depending what uh, market we're in, but, you put yourself up on the market, get a long closing, let's say like even like a 120-day closing. I'll give you more than enough time to buy a house and close within that time um, so you don't have any kind of uh, problems in regards to... Would you say closing takes that same average of 30 to 60 days? No, no. You, you decide what closing is. So, okay. I mean, if you're selling... If you're going to sell your house and you say, you know, you want a 120-day closing, that's just what it is. I mean, you don't have to do a 20-day closing. There's a lot of people that will look <laughs> for that. Um, so that will give you so that will give you enough time uh, to go and find your other house. Okay, interesting. Um, what if the person has filed for bankruptcy before? Mm-hmm. How does that affect them buying a home or buying property? Well, depending on the, on the terms of their bankruptcy and um, how far they are removed from their bankruptcy, it will make a huge difference. Um, I'm not does it matter? Because sorry, my knowledge. Or what would you say the definition of kind of bankruptcy is? Because my knowledge of it is just, you say, blah, 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 I can't pay this. For seven years, you can't get nothing. And then you got scotch-free credit to put it in short. Is that um, actually how it works? Would you say? Bankruptcy is actually more of a process. So it's, it's more than just that. Like, sometimes you have different kind of, depending on what, what chapter What you kind file. of debt you have. Right. So, I mean, maybe you have to pay some of it back during that time if you paid it back earlier. Yeah. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a bankruptcy expert. Okay. But if you, if, um, yeah, I mean, depending on how far you're removed from the bankruptcy, you can still buy a home. Okay. Um, Same thing with foreclosure. I see, like, random commercials. You know that Oliver Cash for Gold, now Silver for Gold, he promotes, oh, you can go to them and get mortgage rates or the bank. Like, what's... What's a good direction for people to go in these, like, kind of mom-and-pop one-off mm. places or go to your major banks? I actually recommend for people to use a mortgage broker. The mortgage broker, use a good mortgage broker, a very connected mortgage broker. Um, they can see what the banks, the, the rates of the banks. They have their own private lenders. They look at B lenders, everything else. Um I, I, in regards to mom and pops, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how, you know, how their operation is run. Yeah. But I just like the, the, the uh, variety that a mortgage broker will give you. Okay. 
<clears throat> sorry, um, if I've, let's say I've lost my house or my condo, is it hard to, say I pick myself back up in some kind of regard, is it harder to buy property again because people have seen that you've lost the property? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely like a foreclosure or, or a, yes, sorry, a repossession that was the word I was, yeah. of, of your car is, is going to hurt you a lot. doesn't mean you can't come back from it, though. There's a lot of people that have been through... I just want to say, downtown, don't waste no time with negativity. No matter what the situation is, you can come back from anything. I know this is just real estate, but I felt the need to say that. No matter what it is, you can come back for anything. I literally just listened, because I love Oprah's Super Soul conversations. Okay. And she interviewed this girl. I wish I could remember her name. I think it was Amy or something like that. But she lost, she got meningitis and lost her legs wow. from the knee down. And her spleen. No, don't feel bad for her. She was on Dancing with the Stars, snowboarding, just killing all these records. Like, it, like when you hear things like that, like, what is no? Like, what is no? Yeah. Like, there has to be a way to get to where I need to get. Maybe it's not in the direction that I first saw, but there has to be some sort of other path back alley but please try and go through the front door <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> type yeah. of way no it's very very true i mean if you actually look at the lives of a lot of people um uh not to be sorry for them or whatever but i mean i empathize but it's encouraging and so uplifting as well like, to see them fighting through that and her herself she was saying like when it happened even when they were wheeling her to the surgery room to just let her know that no, she was, like, pep-talking herself and was like, you know, you're about to lose your legs, but it isn't nothing. It's actually more of a green light from here. Like, your life mm -hmm. does not stop here, where a lot of people, straight up, you think about killing yourself, sure. what is life without my legs, etc. And she was 19 wow. when it happened to her. That's, like, quote-unquote, the prime of your life. You're an adult now. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things people could learn from that. So I would say just because you have bankruptcy, bad credit, whatever the case is, in the housing market, from what I'm understanding, there's always a way. Always a way. Just yes. have your bag up. Yeah. <laughs> whatever direction it is, you got to have yeah. your bag together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry. How many homes should the average person, person like view before they commit to one? I, I don't Because I, I know you're saying some people know what they want. Yeah. But still, like, if someone, you show them one property, and they were like, okay, I'm, I'm good with this. I want this. Do you ever say to them, you know what? I have one more property in mind. Like, maybe we should check that out before you make this commitment or you just go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think one would be a little bit too, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be enough. But at the same time, there isn't, there isn't a certain amount. So what I would say... Uh, it's hard to really say. It, a lot of times you have to look at, at the judge, the buyer, and uh, when they tell you what they want, they're yeah. not going to equate to just one house, unless you're looking for something specialized, right? I mean, if you're looking for, you know, $10 million house, or maybe like a, you're looking for like Post a road. <laughs> so you're looking for something like in, like a, a bridal path kind of house, right? There's, not, there's only so many houses like that. Yeah. So I mean, you, may not, you may not be able to find the houses like that. Legit. So I mean, it all depends on who the buyer is, what they're looking for, uh, things of that nature. Just as a random story, I don't know if anyone else does this, 
and I still do it up to this age. I don't care. Judge me. I like even when I used to have my car, I would just drive through the bridal path neighborhood. And just look at the houses. There's something like so encouraging about like seeing those properties. I don't know if when. Yes, I said when. I become a millionaire if I'll still drive through for inspiration but like even growing up like you drive through that Lawrence community off of Bayview it's just so like uplifting because I feel like in Toronto it's not like LA that has like Calabasas and stuff like that like you don't see much of those types of properties that's oh, one they're there. no they're there yeah. like I know about um is it Hogs Hollow is that what oh, it's called? Oh, right, 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 yeah. Where you kind of dip. I love that one as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, your face is I'm not going to give exact, up too much yeah. of my spots because I ain't trying to see no cars where I be trying to <laughs> reflect and think, but... <laughs> no, I mean, there, there, there's there's a lot of, you know, very nice something. It's actually encouraging that yeah. you go by there and you're, you have a positive experience and you're kind of, you know, motivated because a lot of people will Everyone. drive by there and, and feel negative about it and feel, you know say you know feel like negative feelings towards people that have those kind of things and luxurious things and things of that nature so it, it's good that that's the effect it has on you but um yeah i mean there's there's a lot of you know what kind of effect does it have on you oh the same the same i mean i'm not i'm not as uh i'm not a person that really wants like a large large house or anything not like because a lot of people a lot of people will say that and you know just because they don't feel like they can get yeah. it yeah i mean I, I i own multiple homes right so i know i could get a very big home but i just don't like let's say i mean sometimes even in my condo here in this building um it's two bedrooms sometimes i never go in the other bedroom so <laughs> yeah. and it's a two-bedroom condo it's so i true. mean if, even if i had a large home with four or five bedrooms a lot of people just collect dust because i don't do much at home yeah. i mean i work at You're home working and I sleep. He's helping people buy homes. Yeah, okay? I, just, I just work and sleep. Like I don't, I don't do much at home. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be, I definitely, I mean, I, I mean, I enjoy a nice house. When I go to a nice house. I enjoy, I appreciate a nice house. But not, not, I don't think those things are for me right now. Obviously, right now, um, I'm not married with children. So who knows? If I had a larger family, maybe I would like it. Life but as tell. of right now, yeah. yeah, as of right now, that's not something I would want. I got a lot of ideas for the second room. You can turn into a game room. An office. True. A thinking room. Yeah, and well, well, yeah, one room. Since Whatever fits so, your personality. So one, so one room is my room, like my yeah, master bedroom. Yeah, and yeah. My other room is an office. See. But I have a futon in there, and normally end up sleeping there. Yeah. Um. So. It's I really not good don't to sleep in your work space, though. Just mentally for your mind frame, not for yeah. your business. I know. I've actually but, heard that. I've actually heard that before. But, but it's, I, mean, I, because I've been doing some studies as well, and even like with doing downtown and stuff. I'll be in my bed eating on my laptop working and then go to sleep but through listening to a lot of people like that's a common thing i do here in see like it's not good to you have to separate the two so that way your bed is actually your bed or your working space is actually your working space mm-hmm. you know mentally your brain can you ever see when you sit at a desk how much you can get done versus like sitting in your couch and having your laptop on your your lap I and working like I, I always work at i always work at a desk because not saying for everyone, but for most people, it's more of an efficient process. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how I gotta stop saying um so much. I'm gonna work on that, everybody. <laughs> how long do sellers take to respond to your offer usually? 
So when you make an offer, you normally give what's called 24-hour irrevocable, irrevocability, which means they have 24 hours to accept your offer or, or else the offer goes null and void. Um, sometimes it could be less than that, depending on the situation. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. If it was a different kind of deal, maybe you'll give a, 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 maybe you'll give a longer time, but normally 24 hours. Okay. Do so you need to get a home inspection? Uh, so what you would do is that when you make your offer, you put what's called um, like what's called a clause, right? So you make uh, maybe a home inspection clause, which basically means after the home inspection, if um, if there's anything wrong or you know anything that I don't you know see that uh, that anything I find that needs to be corrected that you won't correct or something like that, then I could back out of the deal. I can get my deposit back. Okay. You have the same thing in there for with finance. Um, if I don't get a mortgage. Um, then basically, you know, I get my money back. Things of that nature. On okay. bigger deals, commercial deals, um, you have what's called a due diligence clause most of the time. Due diligence clause means after you do my due diligence on the area, the market, the building, the business, everything else like that. After all those are satisfied, then this deal will go what's called firm. Okay, what if I back out and change? Like, when can I do that? Would it back be out. during that? Right. So you can back out, you can back out and, and get your money back depending on the on the clause that you have in there and the contingencies that you have. Um, yeah, I kinda just depends. Like you, you make you make the offer, right? So let's say if I was making an offer on behalf of you and I put five days of due diligence clause or five days finance clause or five days inspection clause, it's five days. That's all, that's normally gonna be five days. Yeah. <clears throat> sometimes it could be seven days, um, sometimes it could be ten days, but I mean no, people don't want to wait that long. And yeah, sometimes like a due diligence clause will be thirty days. Okay. So, yeah, that'll give you 30 days to back out. So, Jermaine, you know, you are a top agent in the city, and you are a great guy. And anyone listening, I would definitely recommend, no, not just because I know him, because you could trust him to get property. But I need to know, what is, like, the highest property you think you sold? Highest... Uh be a little, it would be a little under 1.2. That's dope. That's dope. And you're, and you're like not even 40 or 35. I'm not going to tell you how old he is, <laughs> but he's not, he's not 35. No. No. Okay. Do you feel comfortable sharing the craziest selling or buying experience that you've had in your journey of being oh, a real estate agent? <laughs> you don't have to drop any names. Hmm. <laughs> it's been, I mean, there's been a lot of crazy experiences. Right. I mean, I say one of the most shocking experiences. I mean, I've been to a house one time, um, not too far from the beaches, and the house was completely, it looked like the worst house you could find on the show of orders. Like a trap house? No, not even a trap house. It was like, just everything like every there's only like a small little slither to walk in Whoa. and obviously you know well the thing about it so my clients there were contractors right so they're looking for fixer-uppers oh. so i mean they're looking for houses that need work yeah, yeah. right but still this house is so bad that they couldn't they couldn't, <laughs> yeah. even, couldn't, couldn't they just came in they were like no no no, no yeah and you'll, you'll find a lot of things like that when you're working with 
uh, contractors or whoever, people that buy fix and flip, fix and flip houses. You're gonna look for fixer uppers, and some of the houses are gonna be in, I mean, some terrible, terrible shape. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, what is something else I want to ask you? I feel like I haven't asked you enough. I need to like dig a bit deeper. Is there anything you want to ask me? Um, I'm not sure I didn't really come with any questions. I just put you on the spot. Downtown K, I'm notorious for that. <laughs> uh, one thing, I guess, I think we should maybe... Uh, discuss? Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, discuss is uh we already talked about i mean how so seniors right now are playing a big part in the market yeah obviously that's not like the demographic that's listening to this but i mean what that's creating demand for a, a lot is a lot of like bungalows uh, that's also affecting the condo market um things of that nature um that's another important part right now we're, we're, we're in regards to politics, politics, government actually, you know, inserting themselves Fluctuate. into the inserting themselves into the market, where basically they're making different mortgage rules to make housing more affordable. So, is the liberals good or bad for the housing economy? Oh, I, I couldn't say that much. <laughs> but I'll say they're, they're, they're no basically comment. trying. <laughs> they're basically trying to what they're doing is is successfully uh, cooling the real estate market. I would say that. Um, Things like that, and then things like you know, also increasing minimum wage stuff like that. They're, they're trying to make it more affordable for more, uh, more possible, I guess, for uh, for people. For, I would say for, for new not, immigrants. This is a newcomer country, and a lot of the people coming in, they're going to these minimum paying jobs. So whether it be Tim Hortons or whatever, because that's all they can get: skilled worker jobs. Let's be real. But they still have a family to provide for, and they would still like to aspire to get wow. property. Right. So now in 2018, I believe it is $14 an hour, and for 2019, it will be raised to the $15 15. per hour. Yes. So that will give you what? If you're working 40 hours, about what? 30 So $14 over 40 hours a week. I think, I think it comes up to about $28,000 a month. I mean, sorry. A, a year. year. A year. Okay. So... Yeah. With that, every muckle can make a muckle. <laughs> For those of you that don't understand, Google it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll give you a twenty-nine thousand, even on minimum wage, right? So, you know. Yeah, it's not bad. That, that can help a little bit. Okay, so you're stuck downtown. You just lost it all. You only get one. Who do you call? One call. Stuck downtown. Mm -hmm. You just lost it all. You only get one. Who do you call? My parents. For real? Like, yeah. like both of them at the same time. You can call your mom oh. first. Your dad first. I want to get nobody mad at each other now. But <laughs> I would say my parents. I call my parents. Well. So, I mean, so if I was in dire need, and I'm just like on the streets. You only get one. You yeah. lost it all. Parents. Straight. You're not the first person to say that. Big ups to the parents. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you feel that young people should look into investing in properties more? Yes. Um, I, I find like a lot of young people 
they've been bamboozled in a sense like at one point it's you were not tricked but it was targeted towards like i feel like there's always something that i don't want to say the government but some entity targets the younger demographic whether it's with credit card um sellers on campus or leasing and financing vehicles when you're still working at forever 21 um you know hey what would you rap to Um, I mean, I, I would love to see more people, or people our age, invest in real estate. Even just using some of the tips that I gave here, that could at least give them the start. They could take that, buy the first home, refinance years later, buy another one. Because uh, I don't mind the jewelry. The, the jewelry is a good investment, in my opinion, depending on what kind of jewelry the young jewelry, people are getting. I, I because that could be sold. It's I would gold. say jewelry is a good investment. No? I don't, like, I don't like gold either. I mean, I am a very... Um, <laughs> kind of like an older time investor. Um, I, I don't invest in things that don't make money. Yeah. So with the recent, um, fortunately, with the recent like Bitcoin boom. Um, I was just about to ask you yeah, about that. Because it doesn't, not saying it's not a good investment, but because I don't see how it makes money. It doesn't really make money. It's just kind of based on the work that a person perceives it. I don't really invest in it. So, so to same be fair goes. for the digital currency or cryptocurrencies, um, it's kind of like a stock market. It has to go up, has to come down, has to go up, has to come down. But what if a young person was like, you know what? I'm going to invest this money into some Bitcoin and Ethereum, whatever else. And then I'm going to like, pull that out and buy a property. What would you tell them? I would, I would tell them not to do it. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> I would tell them not to do it. You look I so mean, stressed just now. Like, don't do it. Yeah, I'd tell them not to do it. I, I mean... It, There'd be a very, very few exceptions where I'd say, if you know what makes Bitcoin increase in value and decrease in value, then you can take that risk. Unfortunately, 99.9% of the people don't know what makes it increase or decrease. So I'm going to stick with what I know. So, I mean, um, things like real estate, things like businesses, these things make money. I can see how much money they're making. Um, whether someone perceives the value to be up or down, let's say I have a condo here. Whether someone perceives the value to be a million dollars or mm-hmm. perceives the value to be one dollar, that rental income is still coming in. Yeah. Um, rents don't really go up and down. Mm-hmm. Rents are one thing that we can say, one source of income. We can say in, in this life that and probably the most stable. Like rents don't rents don't fluctuate really. Rents just go up. Yeah. It just it only gets more and more expensive. Right? I wish a landlord would be like, Hey, this year that your rent has dropped. No. Like. You don't you don't find that. I mean very, very obviously, you know, nothing is an absolute. It puts like Detroit that lost thirty five percent of its population, then sure. Yeah. Right? Rents have gone down. Everyone's gone. But I mean, you know, and most of the time you're not gonna find that. So I, I find it hard for people. Uh, it's literally hard for you to be a real estate investor for 20 years and not be rich. Yeah. Difficult. You can, you can, you can invest in a lot of things for 20 years and not be rich. It's true. But literally, real estate, you have to try to mess up. What's the weirdest <laughs> thing you've rich. ever heard someone say they invested in? The weirdest thing. I 
someone tell me they were like. Is that the word? This might be a bit petty, but I've seen people invest in other people that have never even left their neighborhood. <laughs> that could be even well, <laughs> that was a horrible investment to me because. <laughs> But some of those could you be, like, have a, could be a very, very risky investment. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe you know something about that friend that I don't know. Maybe it works out for you, but shaky. You know? But, but yeah. um, oh, well, I've also heard of underwear. Underwear is a good investment. Why not? There's a lot of people that make underwear. I just thought it was that weird because of, of that. Like, underwear. I don't know. I just and that's not something I would invest in. I mean, remember because I'm saying it's a good investment. Something I'm yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to I'm be. I'm going to invest in things. Maybe I'll invest in an underwear company that can show me returns, show me income, yeah. show me their, you know, their 5, 10, 20 year plan. Um, but, you know, 95% of my, my time is going to go into investing in real estate. And I find that just in life, um, people, people who really, really make it to, to, to the, uh, I guess, to the heights that I aspire to, kind of focus on one thing. Right? Sure. So if you focus on one thing for over a long amount of time, um, it should pay off. It should, yeah, it should pay off. So, I mean, well, going back to I guess your podcast and things with hip hop, the reason why a lot of those um, rappers have made it big so early is because guys like Lil Wayne started rapping at things like I think it's like seven years old, eight years old, crazy. And then you know people like even Jay Z who started rapping late. He's, yeah, he really got on late. He, but he, but he, he came in, like he came to the game with money. Let's clarify. Yeah, he came with money, but his money not what made his rapping good, right? Yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, that yeah, yeah. money in the rapping yeah, game. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. But in, in anything, basketball, a lot of uh, singing, it's a lot true. of things. People start off early. They focus on that one thing, and they make it. They flourish. So in regards to investing in things outside of real estate, I mean, it would be things that are very safe that I don't have to pay attention to, things like. You know, like really just like the market, like indexes, ETFs, stuff like that, that, okay. that have uh, very, very safe investments because I'm not really watching it. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are some last words, Mr. Javane? Javane, I'm having a bit of a tongue twister, sorry, that you would like to share or leave with the audience downtown. Don't waste no time with negativity, real estate segment mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to know that I mean I think Andrew Carnegie said 90% of millionaires uh, invest in real estate I think if, if you want to develop financial freedom that would be your only thing but I think part of your portfolio should be in real estate I mean that's that's everyone listening to this you should have you should be investing in real estate in some fashion it doesn't have to be active it doesn't have to be with your income but you should be investing in real estate legit legit well i want to say thank you very much for sharing these keys and knowledge with myself and audience i'm definitely looking forward to hearing again from you soon what where is where is the best place that people can find you if they like to get in contact with you um, the best place really you can find me I'm pretty active on social media mostly trying to uh, you know motivate the masses and such um, it's just at Javane which is at D-J-U-V-A-Y-N-E or on Facebook I think it's uh, 
Javane.Christian, D-J-U-V-A-Y-N-E dot Christian. Um, either way, I mean, if you put my name, just about any one of those things, the apostrophe J-U-V-A-Y-N-E, I'm the only one. Not to my own horn, but... <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm literally the only Javane on earth, so it's not, it's not too hard to find my find me if you write my name in. Facts. Well, thank you again. This is Downtown K, another segment of Downtown Podcast. Here we are, and have a great night.